Welcome to the Health Leaders Women in Healthcare Leadership Podcast. I'm Melanie Blackman, Strategy Editor for Health Leaders. My guest today is Annette Walker, President of City of Hope, Orange County, and the visionary healthcare leader chosen to build the comprehensive cancer campus in Irvine, California for City of Hope, one of the nation's elite cancer treatment and research centers. Annette, thank you so much for being here. Oh, Melanie, thank you so much for inviting me. I'm really excited to talk about this topic and some things about women's leadership today. Annette has held senior leadership positions at some of the nation's largest healthcare systems and has over 40 years experience working in the healthcare sector. She joined City of Hope in July 2018 and leads the expansion of City of Hope into Orange County by working with physicians, community leaders, and healthcare experts to bring innovative cancer care and research closer to Orange County communities. So that brings me to my first question. City of Hope's first Orange County location is in Newport Beach, California, and there have been plans to further expand the cancer care footprint in Orange County. So City of Hope announced a $1 billion investment to build a new comprehensive cancer campus at Five Point Gateway in Irvine, which is slated to open in 2022. How will this new campus help in City of Hope's goal to cure cancer? Thanks for that question, Melanie, because I think one of the most important things as leaders in healthcare is trying to really understand what a community needs and tailoring our services to fit the needs of the community. So you talked about why would City of Hope put such a large investment into Orange County and how is this going to help cure cancer? Orange County, California has 3.2 million residents and people think we're like a small little suburb of LA, but really we're a significant entity in and of itself. 3.2 million people, the sixth largest county in the United States. And when our team got on the ground, we were really evaluating how people were receiving cancer care in the community. And we came to understand that nearly 20% of them need to leave Orange County to get specialty cancer care and access to clinical trials. Now, that's what's kind of shocking to me here. I live in this county. It's a beautiful place. We have wonderful healthcare systems. I don't think most people would drive through Orange County and say, well, this is a healthcare desert. They would instead say, this is an amazing place. But why was that happening? And how could City of Hope help fix that? So what we are specifically addressing is that 20%. And that is our niche. City of Hope is a specialty cancer and research hospital. So we have over 400 physicians who are specialized in a specific area of cancer. And in addition to that, we have 800 scientists and researchers are dedicated to finding the cure for cancer. So you take that intellectual capital when you say, how can we put that on the ground in this community of Orange County to really make a difference to serve the people of Orange County and proceed on finding the very best cancer treatments and the cures that science knows is available today or that is about to be discovered. So Irvine is going to be the centerpiece. That's where our comprehensive cancer center is going to be. And we're on schedule and on budget to open next August. And then we are also on schedule to break ground on Orange County's only specialized cancer hospital in um, 2022. So we'll, we'll break ground early next year and start building the hospital. That's the significant entity that we're placing on the ground. But in addition to that, we understand 
how people live and how they travel. And there, in addition, there will need to be some more convenience access positions at different parts of the county, because we understand and know how far someone will travel for a particular service. For example, radiation oncology, one of the other services we provide. How far from Irvine can that be for our patients still to feel like it's convenient? So we're mapping out the travel patterns of Orange County, the populations of Orange County, the predicted diagnosis of cancer. So I know that in some areas of the country, traffic patterns are not as important as Southern California, but they're a really, really big deal here. And it's one of the additional reasons when we decided to come to Orange County, we're 55 miles away from Doherty. That doesn't sound like a terribly long distance in certain parts of this country, but in Orange County, that could be a two hour drive each way. So you add a four hour commute on top of a cancer treatment and your day's a 12 hour day. Oh my gosh, it's just, it's just not possible to people. It's burdensome to the family. There, there are people who do it. Actually, we did have over 3000 people do it when we were originally doing this study, but it's just not what's right for the patient. So we are answering a call to come to Orange County to very specifically meet that need, to put that specialized cancer expert on the ground and clinical trials. The trials that people who are have the most difficult and challenging cancers to make sure they have access to the latest and the best that science has to provide. Can you talk about other locations that are slated to open in Orange County, including the Lennar Foundation Cancer Center and Orange County's only hospital exclusively for treating and curing cancer? Sure. Now, the cancer center, which is going to open in 8 of 22, is named the Lennar Foundation Cancer Center. Lennar was extremely generous to City of Hope and the community of Orange County in making a significant landmark donation of $15 million to make sure that we could have this center on the ground in Orange County for the people of Orange County. Lennar has been a citizen of Orange County for many years and built many homes in our communities, and they always have given back. And this is one of the most significant ways that they're giving back. So the Cancer Center, which will open in 822, is going to be a fully comprehensive specialty cancer center. We'll be doing surgery. We'll be doing all types of cancer treatments. We'll have clinical trials in that building. It will be a game changer for access to the Orange County community. The hospital, which we were going to break ground on next year, will be Orange County's only specialty cancer hospital. And you might ask why that matters. You know, when people get cancer, cancer is extremely complex. Cancer is often chronic. And cancer doesn't just affect the patient. It also affects the family. So you imagine a place where 100% of the people who work on that campus understand that. They understand cancer. They understand the patient's journey. They are highly specialized. So we have the benefit or the luxury of not having to worry about, is the OB department operating? Is the orthopedic department operating? We are solely focused on cancer and that's it. So if you get cancer, that's the kind of place you wanna be because you know that it's gonna be the most leading edge and the most highly expert types of personnel that you can find. So I'm very excited that we're going to be able to provide that to Orange County and provide it very soon because we haven't had that opportunity in Orange County to have access to that kind of specialty care. 
What other initiatives is City of Hope driving for cancer care and research? Well, like I said, we have over 700 clinical trials. So just think about that. 700 clinical trials that are focused on beating cancer. So today's cures may be just around the corner. City of Hope discoveries actually currently are some of the top four cancer drugs that are used for cancer treatment today were discovered at City of Hope. We also, this is a really odd little, it's an odd little fact, but an amazing little fact. The human insulin or synthetic human insulin, that discovery was done at City of Hope and led to the founding of the biotech industry through a relationship with Genentech. So we have we had amazing history on discovery and that's not stopping. City of Hope also has three GNP facilities, which means we have the ability to actually manufacture the drugs that are used in the trials. It's a very unusual capability. And we don't have only one, we have three. There's another really innovative initiative that City of Hope is called Access Hope. And we believe that the intellectual capital that I just talked about, like those the 400 doctors, 800 scientists, 700 clinical trials, we are a not-for-profit. Our mission is to cure cancer. That is such an incredible asset and research. We believe more people should have access to that. And Access Hope is a company that we formed to provide and assist in the democratization of that kind of cancer specialty care. So for instance, we, I believe now, have over 2 million lives enrolled for people, for instance, in Washington, because we have a client, Amazon is one of the clients, and their employees can access a City of Hope expert and that expert will work with their physician in Washington to help make sure that the protocols that that patient on, is on are the very best, just as if they were in the City of Hope facility. So that's a way that I think is really innovative and in where we're trying to spread City of Hope's excellent specialization to more people than those just in our geography. We'll be right back after this short break. Hi, I'm Alexandra Pecci, Revenue Cycle Editor at Health Leaders. Don't miss the Health Leaders Revenue Cycle podcast, which drops the second Tuesday of every month. You'll get to hear Revenue Cycle executives sharing their innovative ideas and proven strategies for tackling big issues like price transparency, denials management, surprise billing, artificial intelligence, and so much more. Subscribe and listen to the Health Leaders Revenue Cycle podcast on Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or Stitcher. So switching gears, as a mother of six, what advice do you have for those to further their career path while also looking to have a family? <laughs> That's a pretty common question I get. Well, first of all, I believe you can do both. But I also believe it's um, a woman's choice. And when I say it's more a choice of where she wants to work, because I have the greatest respect for women who choose to stay at home. That, that is a career. That's work. If you choose to work for somebody else and work outside the home, that's also a choice. You have to do what's best for your family. But my advice on particularly working outside the home, you know, I hear women say, when's the best time to have a baby? Should I have a baby? Is it gonna ruin my career? If you're worried about having a child ruining your career, my first advice would be to go find a new company. 
because you shouldn't be worrying about that in this day and age. Many, many women have proven that that's not an issue. So you're, you're going to be off four months. Big deal. That's not a massive investment to allow an employee to take four months off to have a family. But if you're worried about it and you're worried that you're not working for an organization that would facilitate it, like I said, go for a new company. The other thing is don't put your personal life on hold for a career. I'm at the later stages of my career and I've had some amazing jobs, places I have loved working for and that I had a long tenure with and I decided to leave them. And it was like, you know, the big deal is made. Oh my gosh, what are we going to do without you? It's just like so sad you're leaving. And then, you know, a month later you find out that the organization is proceeding, things are working out. Organizations are resilient and will continue. Your family is not necessarily have that resiliency. So don't put that personal development on hold for a job. You can do both and you can claim both, but don't be deferential because at the end of the day, your family's still going to be there. And at the end of the day, someday you're going to retire. So be clear where you're putting investments and what your long-term investments are. What leadership advice can you pass on to women and others who strive to serve in leadership roles in healthcare? Healthcare is a wonderful industry and it is, I think, really friendly to women, but you know, we still have a ways to go because you want to see more women in the, in the top spots. I'm going to talk just for a minute about what I think is maybe one of the most essential characteristics of a leader. And I would say male or female that I think leads to success. You know, I was given a talk the other day and, you know, someone looks at my resume, they're going to, they're going to see what you would liken it to what, what you see on social media. Oh my gosh, things are awesome. She must've had it pretty easy. She, she must've had a lot of people open doors for her, things like that. But I want to liken what you're seeing to an iceberg. What you see on social media or read about people who've made it is that tip that sticks out of the water, which is about 10% of the iceberg. Below the waterline, you're going to see all the hard work, the diligence, the disappointments, and truly great leaders learn how to deal with those. First of all, everybody has bad things happen to them. Everybody has disappointments. Everybody gets insults. Everybody doesn't get every job. There's probably nobody I've ever met that got every job they ever applied for or ever wanted. But what people like that do is they choose to take that disappointment or that challenge and they choose to make it a learning opportunity and they build resilience and they build strength. So if you want an opportunity or a, a disappointment you can, you can wallow in it and you could say how terrible it is and you could say how unfair it was, or you can step back and say, what can I learn from this to make me stronger? That's what really successful people do. And there's not a single leader I've met that is truly success, that has not had disappointments, that doesn't have that attitude. So if you're gonna build a leadership muscle, the one I would build would be resilience. And I believe you will prevail over time. You may not prevail tomorrow, but over time, it's going to really matter because those are the people that make it to the top. Well, Annette, it's been wonderful speaking with you today. Thank you so much for being here and sharing your expertise with us. 
Oh, thank you so much, Melanie. It's always a pleasure talking with you and the great work that you do. So thank you so much for having me here today. And I hope everybody who's listening has a great day. Yes. And thank you listeners for joining us on the Health Leaders Women in Healthcare Leadership podcast. Until next time, keep taking care of your patients and each other.